So welcome to the first episode of Full Court Press. I'm your host, Anthony Beck, along with my co-host. You got your boy, Jay Breezy. Cherry, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? What's going on? We also got Darnell and Marcus on here. How y'all doing tonight? Everything's good, man. I'm Darnell. Nice to meet y'all. Yes, sir. What's going on with y'all, boys? We doing well over here. What's going on, Kings? What's going on? Everything's good. Everything good over here, man. You know how it go. Long day at work, but finally get the pod. We finally got the first episode going. Yes, sir. Ready for y'all. We can't wait for y'all to hear when we drop it. So y'all make sure y'all stream, follow us, rate us five stars, all that. Wait, pause. Who got to change their battery? Their alarm battery. What's up? Somebody got to change their alarm battery. Who alarm battery going off? <laughs> Come on. Either that or somebody playing 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention that garbage-ass game. Bro, no, bro. I was talking to AB like last week when I was on 2K. Dog. Niggas be on 2K DMing me, talking about some learn how to play defense. You're garbage. I'm like, are you playing pro am? I play with the uh the wreck, bro. Oh, <laughs> now, niggas be all over me because my prototype is like tall, like guard that is crafty but can't play defense, but can shoot. That's that's some cheese, bro. And you know it, Jerry. I shouldn't have did know. that. Never again. Nah, so I was like, first of all, it's 2K. Who plays defense on 2K? Apparently, these niggas. Nobody, are. really. Like, they done made it so you can't play defense, really. So, like, what's the argument here? <laughs> I be getting. Well, yeah, I'm that's tired of 2K, bro. <laughs> now, when I seen when they was putting 2K22 in the uh, in the my player in my career mode, I was ready. I'm right. 2K gotta, gotta meet me. <laughs> All we wanted was better on-ball defense. We didn't want to be SoundCloud rappers, dog. Like, we didn't ask for this. Yeah, niggas out in a fucking rapper's mode. <laughs> like, bro, we didn't ask for none of this. We're not, we're not well, trying if you to... hit... <laughs> well, if you hear that, you kind of get a glimpse of what this show is about. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of basketball. It's a lot of basketball. Might get in a little bit of 2K, too, but it, it's a lot about basketball. And so... What we're basically following is we're right now we got the Olympics going on yep. with Team USA. The women, we could say, we we know for a fact they're gonna win the gold. I mean, I don't see anybody even challenging them really. No, nah, they, they didn't end. They didn't end their game the way we wanted them to because they kind of laxed a little bit. But we know for a fact they're gonna win gold. Yeah, Team they, USA they men on the other hand, <laughs> Team USA men on the other hand, we kind of at the edge of our seats, hoping and praying that they don't lose. No, bro. I just want to say, yeah, my boys know that I'm Jason Tatum fan alive, but that nigga is soft. He's soft. I could have told you that. He's soft. I, I mean, I mean, Bam Adebayo did take his soul with the block at the rim in the playoffs last year. It's soft too. The man ain't been the same. Bam Adebayo soft too. He's the only yeah, big yeah, we got. Yeah, he really yeah, ain't big. Hey, yeah, Jason Tatum didn't say that when he got blocked at the rim in the East Conference Final. That was. I dumb. want y'all. I want y'all to notice how terrible 
our defensive IQ is. Bro, it's horrendous. Yeah, that, that was one thing I noticed in watching. Well, at least against France, it, it was yeah. bad. When we, were, when we were watching France and, like, the closeout minutes on how many times they left this man, Evan Fournier, just a simple flare play. Simple, simple. And he's wide open in the corner, and they're forcing our bigs to go close out on them. <laughs> that was so bizarre. The one play I hit, like, do miss the shot. Everyone's just standing and looking at the ball on the ground. France picks it up before it hits the damn point three. Like, what are y'all doing? It's, it's, it's bad, bro. I'm like, Evan Fournier, I'm a Celtic fan. He ain't never act like that, bro. He ain't never. I'm just sitting here watching it like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's ridiculous. No, I, it, what it is, it makes you wonder, like, if you're fans of these teams, you're like, where was this when you were playing for an actual championship? Where where was this play? Facts. Because there were Magic fans on the timeline saying, we didn't get this Evan Fournier when he was in Orlando. Man, that man was in about 50 different languages on Twitter every game. Uh, it was and- all of it and took it personal and just decided to go nuclear in the Olympics. No, like my boy Julian, our boy Julian, literally trolled me after us getting Evan Fournier, and I was like, "What the?" <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know me, what y'all were thinking too. I was, I was flabbergasted. Like, did it in his debut game? He had zero points. Yeah, man. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he won score. I'm pretty sure he pulled a Tony Snow and just did cardio that day. He didn't even hit a free throw. He didn't even get the free throw line. Yeah, and if you look at the game against France and then this game they had against Iran, it was a completely different team. Mm-hmm. And they, they made like, one simple adjustment. You know what that was? They saw a team yeah, in the Middle East and decided to commit war crimes. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what what is in in that game, what is the one takeaway y'all had? In watching that game, like what 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 was the major di- for me? It was the defense. Yeah, defense and energy, bro. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like Drew Holiday was really really had people really had them damn guards in hell that day. Yeah. Yeah, he he pretty him and I think you mentioned before we even started the show Zach Levine. Zach Levine, Zach Levine was really really good as well. Those those two kind of set the tone. Yeah, they both of them really came off of the bench and. Really put it in for Team USA. Like once they were out there on the court, mm. see that the energy was different. Yeah, like sure there was still some defensive issues there, which which is mostly just due to the construction on the roster. But like they had this like big ass like mountain of a man at center, and they just tried to get him a a, a post up every single time he was in there, and he he was doing hooks out every day. And we have no real bigs other than Bam and then Javale, but they're not. Big. Now I have a question for y'all because our team is not good enough to blow everybody out, you know, this whole summer. So if you have one guy that you give the ball to and you know you need a bucket in the crunch, in the clutch, who are you giving the ball to that can take that physicality? You mean like down the stretch? Down the stretch. Yeah, like 85, 85, two minutes to go. You need you like three buckets in a row. Who are you giving the ball to? Dane. Dane? I'm giving it to Dane, especially if I know I need a bucket. 
either Dame or I would say KD, but I, I don't I don't know. I, it, it would have to be one of those two. I mean, naturally, it has to be one of those two. I think I'm heading towards KD. Yeah, I'd still go KD. Yeah. Like, it, it would we, have to be one of those two. It has to be. Because remember, remember um, one of our first uh, exhibition games, uh, Kevin Durant was just completely a non-factor, and then he yeah. brought it to, like, really oh, yeah, close point. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, the moment that he can adjust to physicality is, like, the moment that he just would be unstoppable for the team. No facts. Not really. It really, really though. Like, the one thing I would say, though, about this, a lot of this comes down to, I can't believe I'm saying this about this man, but coaching. Pop just got to get the hell out the way. <laughs> oh my God. Like he really got these men, these guys, these running the damn Spurs system. Like, bro, this this they they're not Tim Duncan, they're not Kawhi, who just wired for this stuff. Like, you guys, you gotta let them just get the ball and get the hell out the way. Pretty sure he hates Tatum. Oh, he hates Tatum. That man dropped 50, 60 on whatever it was on him and took it personal. So you're not scoring that again. A 60 McNugget. <laughs> See, he took that personal and said, Yeah, I got you now. You come off down screens, you ain't scoring no more. No, but like my bro, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real though. I know we mentioned those guys, but if I'm if I'm pop, I need a bucket at the end of the game. I'm giving it to no other than Chris Middleton over everybody on the team. Chris Middleton is the most clutch player on that team, bro. Just tell that man he's playing I mean, the Celtics. Probably option. score fifty. If you think I, about it, I can't. I can't. I can't do that. Because first of all. I don't even think Chris Middleton's even touched on the floor during those final minutes. Darnell. Not over not over Drew Holiday. So you wouldn't give Chris Middleton the ball over Tatum in the clutch? No. 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 I no. no. I like Tatum, but uh after what I no. saw Chris Middleton do to the Miami Heat in that first game in the in the playoff series, and then what I saw him do in the finals. Yeah, um, I'm giving Chris Middleton the ball. On a team with another star, I'm giving Chris Middleton the ball. Yes, because I'm giving, Chris Middleton. It's the reason why Chris Middleton was taking all the, the clutch shots. Even though Giannis was getting his. Like, when the games was close in the finals, it's the reason why Chris Middleton was taking them shots. He can score at every, every level, literally. But it's so what? weird that he took them that while because he was like, he's one of the absolute best mid-range scorers in the in, league. In, he in, is, bro. He is. But like, that first year in Milwaukee, like, Bud basically told him to stop shooting mid-range shots like all together. It's like efficiency just plummeted. Then the second year, he's like, okay, yeah, my bad. You can take some more shots. They didn't have 50, 40, 90. Mm-hmm. This year, same deal. Like he still he went back to being who he is. And then he got a championship out of it. Well, we know Bud's a war criminal, so war criminal that somehow got rewarded with a generational talent and drug him to the finish line. No, Darnell, Darnell put me on him years ago. Oh yeah, we already knew. We already knew about him, bro. The fact that in the 2019 series that they weren't they weren't like completely shut off by Kawhi coaching that all had to be coaching. Nick Nurse took him to the woodshed after game like game three on. He got got shoved in the locker, in the locker, bro. Hell, honestly, Milwaukee was only the better team in that entire series for one game. That was game two. Like game one, like Toronto really could have won that, but Brook Lopez decided to become Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Those those first two games, it looked like it was gonna be like some done shit. Like Toronto was gonna get 
absolutely swept and everything. And then, then game three happened. I and the boys adjusted. <laughs> game three happened. Yaz did really score, but he had like he had like a th- out. They got out your double overtime win. And then game four, they kind of just blow the doors off of them. And then game series pretty much over after that. Speaking and then Fran Van Vliet decided to turn into Steph Curry himself the rest of the series. Oh, yeah. But um, speaking of Giannis, um, everybody's been talking on the timeline, you know, oh, Giannis this, Giannis that. Now, for y'all boys, where do you put Giannis all the time right now? Like, seriously. Uh, I don't know. With, with that resume, though? Can you that think, resume is top twenty-five worthy? Can we agree that he's over Scotty Pippen? Absolutely, yes, absolutely, yeah, good. Scotty Pippen, no, nah. doesn't hold a candle to Giannis. Yeah, because I know Scotty's much the next man, but he ain't doing the shit Giannis does. Like he's just not over Scotty, over D Wade. The no. D Wade argument, no, I wouldn't put there. I'm not no, not I'm yet, not no. doing that. I'm not doing that. Ow, I wouldn't. Ow, I wouldn't ow. be surprised if somebody did put it there though. But I'm gonna have to give Giannis a little bit more. I think he's gonna reach it. I think the way Giannis is gonna finish out. Currently, I have him top twenty, and I have him right outside, like that twenty period. Wherever Kawhi is. Have Giannis right below him. Same, same. Yeah, like he's pretty much done everything you can possibly do as a player all before the age of twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Like at twenty-six, he's done everything: defensive player of the year, two MVPs, Finals MVP, championship, most improved, countless All NBA All Star teams, all in, all defense, all defense. Like he's done everything. Well, and he still gets better. The best part about it, he's only twenty-six. Yeah, Bro, it, like he still has 20. so much room to grow. It's crazy. And this, is, this is his, like, what, third or fourth year as a superstar? Yeah. <laughs> he He's barely entered his prime. He's like, bruh, I don't know. And his I mean, work ethic-wise, the man's a maniac. So, you know, he's going gonna to do everything he can to get better. But, A.B., A.B., you, all right, so you're so, like, all right, you're saying no, he's not even close to D-Wade at all? Got to win at least one or two more chips. But what? what one more chip. But at what point do we say D-Way's never won DPOI? He's never won an MVP. He was screwed out of an MVP. I mean, he did. He did win a scoring title, though. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, and that was the that was the year he was screwed out of the MVP. Like 2008, D-Way, I'll put in 2009, D-Way, I'll put against damn near anyone. Like that dude was a monster. The main problem with D-Way is that his prime was just cut short to the to, to knee injuries. injuries. Yeah. So, but I won't. I won't. I think Giannis has a chance to pass him, and that'll be great. Oh, he's gonna pass. I mean, like I mean he's got a chance him. to pass him, but not right now. No, not no, right see, now. I'm not sure he does. And on top of that, Wade got a whole family named after him. Oh, Giannis has a scoring title, right? No, no. Oh no. no. Wait a minute. So does did he come close? He pretty close. I don't think scoring titles mean that much in modern NBA. They don't. You know, James Harden was supposed to be But are we really going to put him over LeBron? As a no-foul player? No. As nope. a scorer? Absolutely. Yeah, as a scorer, yeah. But as a play, hey, I don't know now. Wait. But it's so weird. No but one thinks LeBron's a scorer. Yeah. And he is. As a scorer, yeah. As a player, no. Nah, hold up. Y'all got to hold it back. Wait, wait. Go back. Wait, you said what? what? You got to bring it back. Because a 
lot of KD scoring titles are like the lowest per game scoring titles in the history of the NBA. No, bro. I think I may be the only person. I think KD is definitely like the most unstoppable, like skilled guy, maybe. But I think when people say he's the most dominant or like the best sport ever, I I can't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure some guy named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar existed. Yeah, because it's like we know what KD is capable of and like how hard it is to defend him. But we can't act like we haven't seen James Harden put up 36 a game. But see, here, here's why they say KD is because he's seven foot and can shoot the three. Yeah. What they're what they're immediately saying is, you know, because he can shoot the three. I'm like, yes, that's a part of the game. And, yes, I understand Kareem didn't have that. But Kareem also played 20-plus years and had the most unstoppable <laughs> shot in NBA history with the skyhook. Nobody yeah. was stopping that skyhook. I think a reason why a lot of people overlook Kareem is just because he's a big man. That's it. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. Like the game, the game isn't sexy like a, like a KD or a Kobe. It's like I'm gonna go down and bend you in the low post. It was like just at the time there was so many great big guys and the game was slanted towards bigs and not slanted towards wings and KD just is the the face of all that. Plus yeah, he could just do he can just do everything as an offensive player. So people get caught that. Pleasing like player out there, like you're creating like an NBA player, 2K. Mm. Like you pull up Kevin Durant. Yeah, literally, has he pull up? Has he pull up? Uh, back down, post fade every single time. That's, yeah. that's Kevin Durant. I agree. I agree with that. Speaking of Kevin Durant, y'all think we can get him on this? <laughs> oh, no, there's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> no whatsoever. You bring women on. Like a I don't see. This. see I want to bring KD for the right reason. If he ever comes down here, no, nah, for nah, that space you... that he's doing that one time. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, <laughs> that was wild. Like shout out, shout out to the homie Urkel, who's a huge Steph Curry fan. But that man was wilding in that space. Wilding. Was was he wilding or was he actually telling the truth? No, he was ah. wrong. No, he was wrong with him. Wait, what did he say? One of his main arguments was that Steph Curry gets double teamed like better than anybody in NBA history. And that's like one thing. But then when you say like James Harden doesn't get double teamed, oh, Damian Lillard doesn't get double teamed, Kevin Durant was the only, the only reason he was dominant is because Curry was getting double teamed most of the time. Like. Now, I won't go that far, but I'll say this. You're overdoing it. I, I, I'll say it's way this. Way overdoing it. And I won't go that far, but I will say this. Steph Curry was getting double teamed a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he no, was. I mean, so he, was, he wasn't wrong right. for that part. He wasn't wrong for that. The problem that he was having is that, like, while bringing up Steph Curry, he was bringing down all the rest of the players. Yeah, you're basically saying KD is not as good or – Clay is not as good as like uh that nobody was stopping that team really. Yeah, the only, thing, like that, the only, the only thing that stopped that team's reign was the fact that both Kevin Durant got hurt and Clay Thompson got yeah, hurt. Fact. Yeah, Even with that's just literally what stopped it. Because we all know if those two don't get hurt, there's no way Toronto wins that title. Like that series is going seven if just with just Clay Thompson. Yeah, with just Clay, yeah. And with and with just Clay. The Warriors are winning that series, in my opinion. I really thought they would have. 
No. But now you got Clay and KD out? No, uh-huh. there was no way. Speaking of K, uh, Clay and KD, there's been like a huge debate going on. I think it's kind of silly, but I mean, it's worth, you know, being talked about. So, how do you guys define a pure hooper and a basketball player? Oh my goodness, not this. Hey, <laughs> no, bro. Yeah, I think I think you should you should go and give the definition of a hooper first. Okay, so my definition of a hooper is basically somebody that can get buckets, you know, through double teams, and I think they have a different level of skill and flashy that uh, other hoopers don't have. Meanwhile, a basketball player. And it's crazy because, like, when I look at Kawhi, I see a basketball player that can hoop, that can give a, like a like a, a a drizzle of hoop. I don't know, it's weird. So, uh, a basketball player is like a Tim Duncan. Kawhi, eighty percent of the time. Another basketball player, I would say, is uh, who's a basketball? Who's another basketball player? Uh. Giannis. How about, how, about, how about like a like a Tony Parker, right? A Tony Parker. Yes. Where does he fit in, uh, among that that range? Tony Parker is a skilled basketball player, not a hooper. Okay, not a hooper. What about a guy like Isaiah Thomas, like the OG Isaiah Thomas? Like he, he's he's a throwback hooper. Okay, throwback hooper. Because I'm I'm always wondering like. I guess it's the flashy bag, right? That's yeah. that's what makes a hooper, a hooper like a real hooper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By like by like NBA Twitter fan. Yeah, uh, shout out ball don't stop. No, he he's he's ruined fandom. He's actually ruined fandom. He really has. It's so bad. <laughs> he gets on here, puts highlights of like Latrell Sprewell and all these guys, and then basically says they're like better basketball players. Because they're more skilled and hoop better than like LeBron, I'm like, oh. I, I know for a fact this man grew up watching down uh just straight up high school mixtapes and say that's a hooper right there. Bro, he probably thinks a kill car is better than like Steve Nash or something. <laughs> Julian Newman. <laughs> what about Marshawn? Marshawn Brooks. Right? Oh, Marshawn is absolutely a hooper, bro. Yes, like a hooper. Yeah. Are you gonna say that he he's better than like Giannis? <laughs> I was like, you know, damn well you would not take Marshawn Brooks over the guy who scored 50 points in the closeout game in the finals. I guess you could say, like, okay, so give me a guard, a wing, and a big man that you would consider a hooper versus a guard, a wing, and a big man that you consider, like, you know, a basketball player. And who do you think will win? So, for me, I would have, I would have Kyrie at my – Wing, I would have KD. That my big, I would have Hakeem Olajuwon. As my hoopers, and as my basketball players, I'd have. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, mm, that's. T- I would have Steve Nash. Okay, he's a hooper. No, I would. I would think of Steve Nash as a hooper. He is a hooper. Honestly, yeah, but yeah. but Kyrie has a deeper bag, like fadeaways, post moves, like. Steve Nash is probably is a comparable shooter, maybe slightly better, but I don't know anything else. I think a better one would be like 
a John Stockton. Okay, yes, John Stockton. John. Stockton. Yeah, I agree, with Stockton. John Stockton as my point guard for my basketball player. My two for my basketball player. Do y'all have any suggestions? Uh, hold on. Ain't ain't too many quote unquote. Hold on. Rip Hamilton. I would consider Rip as a hooper. He yeah. is a hooper. It's hard. Wait, you want have you want have Chauncey as your point guard? Chauncey over Stockton. I mean, they didn't call Chauncey Mister Big Shot for nothing. This is the issue with the argument that you can't really determine who's a hooper and who's like a bat. Like, it's just too hard. This, this is honestly, this is the perfect thing. This is a stupid argument. Yeah, bro. It's like, yeah. Because the biggest distinguish distinction is the aesthetic. Yep. It's hoopers really have better aesthetics than b ball. Three motherfuckers who make the best balls life mixtapes. Like you don't think uh, Giannis or like Wayne Ainge's basketball players ain't putting up seventy in the Drew League somewhere? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like Baldwin Stock is always like he literally is an advocate for running the Clippers franchise and offense to Paul George over Kawhi. I was like, dude, you are insane if you really want to do that. Like, like absolutely oh, insane. I, I just I don't know. Av, what do you think, man? What do you think about this whole argument? Wait, you said, you said what again? The whole Hoover version of a basketball player. You think it's just schematics at that point? Just nonsense? I mean, somewhat, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, because I get it. I mean, Hoopers, yeah, Hoopers are guys that can really score at any at will. Okay, true. So, I mean, like, like for example, Bron is hoop. KD is a hooper. But like, like, let's just get them two out the way. All right. So Bron is a hooper. Uh, yeah. When you put together what he does on the court, on the floor, I would put Bron more as a basketball player. I think what? the way that LeBron has evolved his game, you will put, you'll put him as a hooper. But if yeah, you're talking about, like first year LeBron. You would think he was a basketball player. Just his mindset. Like, I think being a hooper is a mindset, too. Yeah, I think mentally he is definitely a basketball player. But, like, his yeah, yeah. so because he, he can do anything on the court. He's a hooper. Yeah. But mentally, he's the way he plays the game. You think part of, part of being a, a hooper is having that, like, J.R. Smith type of mindset? Just drop anybody off and chuck shots all game. Yeah, so let me see. Well, shoot, anybody can do that, and that's the case. Stockton, LeBron, Duncan as my basketball players. And uh, who did I say for my hoopers? We we, we only had – we had – what's it called? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Kyrie, KD, and Elijah Elijah Wong. I just I just don't know if I can put KD in the Hooper category and not put LeBron there. I don't know if I can do that. What? I mean, I mean I, we know KD. We know KD is a better shooter. We we know that. Let's get that out the way. Wait, I'm but he's like the textbook definition of a Hooper, right? But c- come on now. 
If we honestly, I would put just about anything LeBron did against the Raptors, especially that one game where he just hit a bunch of followaway shots for fun. That's hooping. Yeah, that's or, true. I, or I'll do you one better. How about being down three one against one of the great against quote unquote the greatest team of all time? You got and carried. coming back and winning the championship. But he had to have a, Cleveland. But he had to have right. a hooper. He had to have a hooper. Who won MVP though? But Kyrie's the one, bro. Kyrie, Kyrie had one good def- game in that. That one forty-one point game is the only good game he really had. But we can't act like that. No, yo, you can't say that. No, no, no. no. I, mean, I mean, come on now. No, you need to go back. You need to go back. No. Actually, every and, all and, I, and I'll give him the shot. He hit the, the pretty much the other day. I'll give him that too. I'll give him that too. Because that was a clutch shot. That's a hooper shot. Actually, pretty well defended by Steph. Especially in a moment where literally nobody was scoring those last couple of points. And see, like, that, that's the mindset of a hooper. Like, they literally nah, this. Kyrie, like, they Kyrie was, like, toe-to-toe with Steph Curry that season. He was. Not season, that series. That that's, entire yeah. series. Yeah, the the biggest, season. Like, that was the biggest yeah, factor the season, that he played for the draw. Yeah. Like, it didn't help Steph oh, could move that well, but, like, still, I, that would have probably happened regardless. But speaking of that, because I kind of want to, I kind of want to get y'all opinions on this. All right. Because in talking about that team, because we know Cleveland came back and won that series, and as we all know, Kevin Durant decided to go to Golden State that very next that off season. So I just want to ask y'all three, what was y'all initial reaction when K? I know this is old, but when KD first went there, what was your initial reaction when you first heard it? <laughs> Bro, I was pissed. Like, I don't know. Cause, I think the whole world was. Yeah, it's just like, all right, so you blew a lead and you go to the team that came back. It's like, you know what I mean? So, Yeah, and, and beat you. So it's like, because I had that sentence. I was like, basically what you're saying is, well, if you can't beat them, I might as well join them. Yeah, like, I thought- no, like most players of your caliber wouldn't join that kind of team. They'd be like, okay. What can we do to improve our team so we can beat that team? And it wasn't like he was playing on the Sacramento Kings either. Like, OKC is one of the best organizations in the league. They had everything they wanted. Exactly. Yeah, you, you had a number two in Russell Westbrook. I was like, he's not the perfect number two, but it's still Russell Westbrook. Like, yeah. Russ at that time was still superstar. Yeah, Russell's superstar. And the craziest part was that that – that Thunder team was going to improve having Al Horford in the offseason. They really were. Like, they were going to add Al Horford and Victor Oladipo. Like, all those moves were still in play. And they were just waiting for Kevin Durant to resign. And that team on defense, that team had size. They had a lot of length. They had a lot of athleticism. Like, they, they could beat Golden State up, which they, for the most part, they did in that series. They got 3 1. And they had a. Yeah, had and, a then, and then Clay decides in game six to pretty much go nuclear. You know, I hate Clay Thompson. What? <laughs> I, I hate Why? Clay Thompson. Because he's so fucking good. He was the one who constantly saved the Warriors' ass. All the time, no, bro. Literally, bro. Every play, every I, 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 I can agree with that. He I always, he was that always beat the one like monster game. It was serious. Third, third quarter, Clay was different, bro. He's literally because Chris Milton, if he was way more consistent, if Clay, if he was way more consistent, he'd be Clay Thompson. Like, 
Clay Thompson was all had like maybe the best shooting form in the entire league by far. Like that shit was so pretty. And if we if we be in a buck, bro, I'm gonna keep it 100. James Harden gets a lot of like slack and stuff for not being in the finals, you know, while leading the team. But if it was for Clay Thompson, James would literally have had probably like two finals appearances, dog. Oh my god. If you go look up like the game seven, I know a lot of people look at like James Harden's numbers and they're like, you you couldn't make one three. <laughs> look up Curry and Katie's number. They were shooting like in the forties, fifty percent, thirty eight percent. Like yep. it was some embarrassing stuff. But the one who saved them again, Clay yep. fucking Thompson. Yep. They were down fifteen in game six and seven. Like, people, people forget this. And in the third quarter, they just kind of exploded, and it was pretty much over from there. Yeah, it became, like, a theme for them. Like, if you're beating them in the third quarter, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. That was and, the same and, shit. And, and. No, well, go ahead. That was the same shit in 2019. Clay Thompson again. Number Steph Curry was scoreless in the first half of the final elimination game against Houston. It was, like, game six. He was scoreless in the first half. Scores thirty in the, in the next um in the second half. Yo, and then who was his partner the whole entire time? Clay's fucking Thompson. And like, like yeah. not even that. Like he also guards the best perimeter player the other team has. No oh, facts, the- facts. And speaking of Clay Thompson, though, what do y'all? How do y'all think he's gonna look coming up? But basically coming off of two years of not playing. Because I'm because ex- I'm not going. I'm excited to see what he looks like coming back. Because I think that shot is still going to be there. He may not be the defender he once was because he is coming off a torn ACL and a torn Achilles. But I think shooting wise, oh, I think he can get that back real quick once That's he really gets one, in the rhythm. The one area I definitely want to see is how, how he is defensively because that's how that's how he got his minutes in Golden State. This yeah. Year. Yeah. So, and that's a, that was a huge part of their success. So, if Clay Thompson isn't the same level as defender as he was, um, and like I think a player that I'm looking at is like Kevin Durant, how he came back from his injury. Mm. If Clay Thompson can be an effective defender the same way, that'll be strange. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think great. I but think if that- he looked like if he looks like Gordon Hayward, <laughs> where he just couldn't defend anything at all, and now it's just off a broken leg, like that's that heals. Yeah, it's like the thing is like the ACL. I'm not worried about because he never used athleticism and being like a high jumper as part of his game. But the Achilles, oh man, I'm I'm worried. I really am. Yeah, because we were worried for KD too, but. You look like he ain't missed a beat. Sure didn't. He only, only had one injury, though. Oh, yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, that was also the major injury. The only injury he ever had. Yeah, it was a major injury, but he's not coming off a torn ACL and a torn Achilles. So yeah, that, that is true. Like, that's two, like, year ending injuries right there. Like, that's a similar scary. player, DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, God. Oh, no. He lost his lateral quickness. So. It also didn't help you play like 270 pounds. So, like, the minute the kids was gone, it was pretty much a wrap for his prime. Yeah, so I'm worried about Clay. If he's able – if he if he can't be effective on the defensive end, that's going to be – that's going to be really sad to see. 
Yeah, he's gonna be the greatest pop shooter in NBA history if it, if it happens. <laughs> That's gonna be the funniest thing. No, he really will be. But I mean, I think he'll come back. Like he'll be fine as long as he can just stand in the corner and shoot. But he, he hasn't had to play in the bubble. He hasn't had to play a truncated season. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, you know, like the Warriors, they added some defensive guys. Like I'm a really, I'm a really, really big fan of Pascal, bro. Like I think he's a legit hooper. So hell, hell even even the the number two fraud, Andrew Wiggins, he's a hell of a defender, and he had a very good season this year. The most, I'll give him that. The most except, except except the playing game. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. And see, the thing about Wiggins is he's finally in a role where. He's not counting on to be the number one guy. He can kind of just fit in and get his points when he can. Like he doesn't have to lead the team and score. He doesn't have that pressure on him. So I like the role that he plays with the with the Warriors. Now the question is, is he gonna stay with them? Because he he's a tra- he's a, he can be a trade piece for them as well. Honestly, I'm just glad we don't have to live in the timeline where we we're focusing on uh, Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker as being like the saviors of the franchise. Just, and speaking of Wiggs, I'm gonna just say Holy this real quick. I'm gonna just say this real quick about him. He should have never had to go to college. Coming out of high school, this guy was so far ahead of everybody else that was ranked behind him. It, it wasn't fair. He should have never had to go to Kansas. And then he goes to Kansas and he ends up not even being the best player on the damn team. He didn't have to be though. It's like he, he shouldn't have been there. He really should not have been there. The fact he almost went to Florida State is still kind of hilarious to me to this day. Joel it's Embiid. Not if you know his parents went there. Yeah. Joel Embiid should have been a Gator, but that's uh, something that was right down the damn street. Why, why you had to bring that up? Jerry? I don't know, but why you had to do that, Jerry? Why you had to do that, Jerry? Why, why, why him, you had to do that, man? Him and Patrick Young. If we you, had, you, you, you just had to do that. If we had Joel Embiid, we would have beat UConn or Natty, bro. If we had it's, Joel Embiid, we wouldn't have lost the game. Yeah. But instead, we settled for Chris Walker. Pain. Well, we didn't know Joel Embiid was gonna be that good. No, nah, but the lies we told ourselves about Chris Walker when he wasn't able to play—we, I, I was telling big lies. We, massive lies. Yes, we. <laughs> we, we. Like yes. Eddie Murphy in life. We. Yes, we. You know he was telling yourself some lies about him back hey, then. Hey, Come hey, on now. Hey, yeah, I, I wasn't involved. I was like, let's just see how he developed. <laughs> let's, no. see, let's see how he developed. No, I thought he was Kevin. Once I saw him first couple games, I was like, hold on now. I know I know a lot about Casey Hill, I know that for sure. Speaking of guys like Chris Walker getting drafted, what do y'all think of uh, Mobley and all these guys in the draft? Like, me, I only know two guys that I think are going to be sure big-time players, and that's Cade and my boy Trayshawn, man. I think Scotty Barnes is going to be a bust. <laughs> I agree with Scotty Barnes being a bust. Yeah, I can't I agree, agree with that, that one, honestly. But I'll say this, Jerry. You're forgetting one other player that's going to be a hooper. That's going to be a really good player. Who am I missing? You're missing Number Jalen two? Green. Mm-hmm. Green, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jalen yeah. Green, I think, yeah. has the highest upside in this draft. I, I honestly think he can end up developing into being the best player in this draft. Now, right now, it's Kate Cunningham, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Green ends up being the best player from this draft. I mean, you just look at you just look at the film on him, and no, he's a monster. The, the, the man he's can, the, one, the man he's is the a three level scorer. That three level scorer that we were just talking about. That's literally his game. Houston, you know what to do. Draft that man. 
And they said that uh, he and Kevin Porter Jr. are pretty good friends. So, uh, from their time in the G League. So, um, Houston, you better not mess this up. Houston is in love with Jalen Green. Like, that's been their guy since, like, the moment they got their number one, their draft order, they fell in love with Jalen Green. So, I think another guy, I like Jalen Suggs. Like, I really do. Oh, God. I do as well. I do as well. I know. And, like, the way that they're saying that, like, he's projected to go to Toronto, I think that's the best fit. That's the best fit, man. Like, he can't. Like, he's in a role where he's surrounded by shooters. He can go to the rim consistently. I think a backcourt of him and um, Fred Van Vliet would be really, really good. That's intriguing as hell. Because after you got Van Vliet, who was a pretty scrappy defender, as, as despite his size, and he's a very good shooter. Like, they can make it happen. As a, as a two-guard than a point-guard. But, but, see, that's the thing about Van Vliet. Despite his size... He's also not scared to get to the rim. Oh, facts. Yeah, that's that's special. But he's not scared to get to the rim. He might get a shot or two block, but he's still gonna go. He's still gonna attack the rim. So, what's Jalen Suggs like ceiling, and what's his like complete rock bottom? <laughs> well, you know, I think he looks quite similar to the guy in Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. I think that's like a really like, that's just like a basic comparison, right off of there. Mm. I think his ceiling is like an All NBA type of player. Mm. I think his ceiling could be. Because hmm. I agree, I agree. Rock bottom for me would be Malcolm Robin, which isn't bad at all. No, yeah, borderline All Star. I'll take that. Yeah, borderline All Star. I said ceiling is like all NBA, like second team type of guy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about him too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I I don't know really who would be a comp. Maybe like a. Nah, I don't. I wouldn't want to see. No. Nah. No, like because I'm. I don't really know like who to compare them because I haven't seen like a. F- he's he's really a skilled football player playing basketball. I'm glad Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Because the man was because before he fully focused on basketball, he was a four-star quarterback with Big Ten offers to play football. And he's not AI, so it's like, I don't know. Because they interviewed him about that, and he said it was actually really tough to even give up football. He like he almost didn't do it. Well, he gave up CTE, so blessings to him. Yeah, that, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, CTE. But, but hey, I, I said I looked at the high school film of him playing quarterback, bro. Y'all, I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all right now. If he had focused fully on football, he could have been a five star. He very well could have been. Dude was a monster on the field. Like he was very really firmly the best athlete on the field every time he stepped on it. So, so like, I like that you said a football player, a skilled football player playing basketball. Yeah. Like about him a lot is that he's a big guard. Yeah, he is. And again, he's like he's he's really good. He's really athletic. And he can play some defense. So when you got a guy like that and he's not like a complete like liability on the offensive end, you know, 
This man drove a bunch of white dudes to the NCAA championship game. Like, let's keep it book, I just thought about it, bro. Like, honestly, if we're keeping it real, his, his like, rock bottom could be Stanley Johnson. Nah, Ooh. I don't see I don't see uh, that. Ooh, wow, 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 wow. Not Stanley Johnson. That's a little, that's a little see, see, there. The person you can say Stanley Johnson is is Scotty. Uh, Scotty, yes. Jonathan Kaminga. Hey, 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 hey! Whoa, now let's not let's not get carried away. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga is that dude, man. Jonathan Kaminga didn't have the greatest uh, season with the G League team. G League select team. He didn't really have so, to be all world with Jalen Green on the same team. That's yeah. true, but you know, that, yeah, that is also more about the traits. Does does he still possess them? Like, but here's the yeah, thing: let you the Golden State, right State Warriors draft them number seven and see what happens. I think that's the worst possibility for his own development. No, that's mm. the worst possibility for anybody else having to do, do, defend that because you I, got I, Stephen I, Clay, him. And Draymond and James Wiseman. Who's worried about Draymond? Ain't nobody. Draymond ain't even worried about Draymond. This man gave up an open layup for for a three. Y'all know good. Y'all know good and doggone well. Y'all was sitting here saying everybody need to Draymond Green on their team. Somebody that can do all the dirty work. Yeah, when he can shoot. He doesn't even try. You know, but that's the thing. He doesn't have to really shoot. He just got to do all the other he stuff. The dirty he already had to, but he just doesn't know how to do it anymore. Draymond, Draymond Green needs to be able to get back his offensive game. Yeah, he does. Damn near playing game. This clear example. They could have been in the playoffs facing Utah, but yeah, like this man's entire was, offensive game just a overnight. But and like Jerry, another Jerry and I both said that we think Scotty Barnes is our bust in the draft, bro. So Marcus and Darnell, who is y'all's? I said, I said, um, I don't want to say bust, but like the overrated player with Damian Mitchell. Uh, yeah, I can see it. I, I can see it. Yeah. It's, 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 so, it's yeah, because that's you know, what I meant. Overrated player. Yeah. Yeah, overrated because he was just going so high. Like the draft boards all have him going number seven for some reason to Golden State to play backup to Steph, and the game is really an all-star guard. I don't really see him as a point guard, and then majority of the teams in the lottery already have multiple guards at the one and two. So I could see him really falling out of the lottery and heading to like a team like the Pacers, who are like towards the end. Yeah, I I, I can see that. I can see that. And Marcus, yeah. what about you? Who's who's your overrated player in the draft? My thing was. Any with the exception of Kaminga, anybody the Warriors took at seven because I I firmly believe they they should be packing in these picks. I'm not sure they're on the timeline where they could just be drafting and developing a guy because they're getting older. And they I wanted to send this window for one last little little crack of the, crack of the championship. But I'm am intrigued at who whatever the hell Memphis is doing at number ten. BJ Boston. I think no. I think no. <laughs> From what from what I'm hearing, they want to get the Australian guy, Josh Giddy, yeah, yeah, Josh Giddy, yeah. Like if they if they don't take fucking Moody, I will be I will scream. Oh, that's Mo- who they, that's who I said they need to take. Moody's a straight score. Yeah, you pair him with Josh. Come on now, that backcourt would be filthy with Dylan Brooks. I'm very, I'm very surprised. I like 
you go look up the mock drafts and how many guys have Moses Moody like falling outside of top ten. He's gonna be a steal, bro. Well, see, he was, was number ten happy. until that trade happened. I think mm-hmm. when that trade happened, that's when he started kind of falling. But I don't see how like, I I look at it like this: Why is Memphis thinking about drafting a backup point guard? That's a great question. Not a backup point uh, guard, unless you plan on starting these guys together. Unless Benny's I think that's this shooter that do. we may not know about, and you plan on starting them together. But other than that, I feel like you're drafting a backup. You get somebody like Moody that can come in right away and be that score along with John Morant, you instantly improve your team. And remember, they took Utah to six games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. You, you add him in, not only are you going to improve your standing in the West, even though it's loaded, but you're going to give yourself a better chance that even if you're in like the fifth or sixth spot, you can knock off one of those teams and get to the second round. And it just simply gives them an opportunity to reconfigure the roles on the team because Dylan Brooks, I'm a fan of Dylan Brooks, but he should not be your second best scorer if you're I, trying to score. Yeah. I think his skill set is like really for a fourth option type of guy. Yeah, he's a fourth option. He's definitely a fourth. A great fourth option. A pretty a fourth, but definitely a great fourth. The fact that he was able to give you like that many during the playoffs. Kind of reminded me of how, like, Marcus Smart was, like, during the bubble. Mm. Like, playing just out of so far left of what you expected that I don't think they can sustain that. And the greatness about Moses Moody is that he's just a, t- he's just a guy every t- everybody needs, man. Oh, like, sure. six six dude, seven-foot wingspan, able to shoot lights out. A hooper. She gave for the head. And Marcus, here's my thing. Now you say um anybody the Warriors draft you think is overrated because you think the window is closing. I think what's kind of putting them in a little bit of limbo is the fact that Clay's coming back. So maybe they think if he's back to shooting wise, back to form, okay, maybe they don't have to trade everything and get so get this player. So I guess they're they're kind of in wait and see mode. They want to see how he looks on the court first and then they'll make that decision. Because yeah. they can draft these guys and still try and trade them for a piece. Especially when they got blindsided last year in the draft. Because remember they were gonna draft Lamelo Ball and then yeah. play time hurt. So they panicked and <laughs> settled for uh for Wiseman. And yeah, everybody swore they were going to trade that pick. I kept trying to tell people they're not trading this pick. It's Wiseman right there. They have a glaring need. Yeah. They're not trading that yeah, pick. Yeah, they were taking him, definitely. Yeah. I still like Wiseman. I don't know what y'all. I, I think it's, I really do like him. But like, he's, I don't think he's just in a good spot in Golden State. They're not, trying, they're not trying to wait to develop him. They're trying to get the chance. They're trying to get another shot at the championship. Yeah, like, I think I think he could like develop in like three or four years, almost like a raw boy. But the problem is that that's just not their timeline. I know, I know. Like a guy similar is um DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. You know? Skill sets is, is a little bit different, but I think the same development because Wiseman can actually shoot the three. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Wiseman Ayton could show that ability in Arizona. He just yeah, doesn't he do it anymore. Well, he doesn't really have to with Booker there, so. Yeah, so like, you have to shoot a couple mid-range shots if you get them and call it a day and run and put the ball up. Where do y'all see uh, 
Keon Johnson because I, I like him defensive player. I think he can actually be like a piece that could take a championship, you know, caliber team to the next level, just having an active wing. Oh. Keon Johnson, I would say the perfect spot for him would honestly, if they decide not to trade him, trade Dane, Portland wouldn't be a bad spot. Yeah, I agree. Because they Lord do need wing defenders. They do they, need wing defenders. Age. And Keon Johnson can actually score a little bit too. So, bro, I feel like I can they, see Portland. I feel like Portland letting uh, Alfred Camino go was like their worst decision. Like, it was, I hate that move from them. It really was. That was a bad move because he yeah, was the best athlete they had and he could shoot occasionally. But yeah, he was. He was. Dead. He paid dividends on, on as far as being a, a wing that can move. That they got like the worst replacements out there. Like they got cooked by damn Campazzo in the playoffs. Like that's just you can't. That's not gonna cut it. Derrick Jones Jr. sitting there, ten mil. He's can't a- stick not getting. Ten mil pissed down the drain. I mean, Miami did let him go, but you know. Wait, who Miami taking? We don't have a pick. Funny, funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think, know we don't have a pick. I think Keon Johnson will be uh, solid with. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Was Jared trying to be funny? I wasn't. You said you weren't? I, I forgot y'all didn't oh, have a pick. I, th- oh, I, th- I thought I was going to have to let, let a joke fly. No more speaking jokes. of a speaking of a pick that might get traded, y'all I know y'all hearing about people talking about the uh SGA getting traded for the number one pick. That's one of them trades that I would listen to for about ten seconds and if I if I'm the choice front office it'd be like we can't do that. Yeah, it's like yeah, we'll we'll think about it, we'll call you back. You hang up and two seconds later you say no. <laughs> Absolutely not. K. Cunningham uh-huh. is, is a franchise player. SGA is a they max play. player. He ain't a franchise player. Yeah. But see, opinion. this is the thing about the NBA draft, and it's the same with the NFL draft. Like right before draft day, you hear about all these crazy trade scenarios that you know good and darn well are never going to happen. So that's yeah. pretty much what that's pretty much what this report was. That's like I saw another one that said the Lakers offering Kyle Kuzma and their pick for. To Utah for Joe Ingles and their pick to be an option. I'm like, no, Utah's not doing that. Utah would be stupid to do that. Like, there's no way Utah's doing that. And, and then another crazy you, deal. Apparently, they've offered Kyle Kuzma and KCP to a bunch of teams, and they keep getting told no. It's a reason for that. Nobody wants Kuzma. I was like, straight up, Ingles is a playmaker and a very good passer and a hell of a shooter. They're not giving that guy up. No. Wait, Donna, what did you say, bro? The craziest trade I saw was the Cavaliers giving up Colin Sexton oh in the third God. overall for Say Gilders Alexander at the sixth pick. Jesus. Like the reporter who, who, who created that shit in his mind, I don't know what kind of crap he was doing. Like that's not he wasn't doing crack. That's meth. Oh, that ain't crack, but that's speed. That's meth. That's that's just insane. Like it's like insane. That, like I, I said, that's one of those insane trades you know is not
Like, that, man, not- that man Horrible was out here doing good with that trade. Yeah, the Thunder, the Thunder man, they're not trading Shea Gildred. No, unless you unless come with a boatload of draft picks or a place to draft picks they already have, like, they're not doing that. Yeah. Unless it's for Kings. Yeah, and the okay. only trade that I see them really doing is with Cleveland, but not that bogus trade. It'll probably be like three or four picks to really get in there because they really like Evan Mobley. Yeah. I get the idea of the trade because, like, this is one of the years, but like, Kate Cunningham is the number one pick. But like, is he the best player in the draft class? Maybe not. I think so. You is. think about it, but like ultimately, you don't do that because he is a franchise cornerstone type of player. But like, that you could be giving up on. Like, don't do that, bro. Mo- Mo- I don't think Detroit has the balls to do it. No, and they shouldn't have the balls to do it. Like, they shouldn't think about this. Like, like the last time we saw somebody trade down was, and they were so sure about Jason Tatum being the best player in that whole entire draft. You can't be like that in this kind of draft. No. Not with the way Cade was playing. And they only no, did that know. because New Philadelphia was going to take Fultz. And they knew LA was going to take Lonzo. That's the only reason that worked. Mm-hmm. And even then, no one knew that Markel Fultz's shoulder was going to absolutely die. So who knows what would happen. Well, who do y'all have taken Mobley? It, it's going to be Cleveland. It's, it's going to bust. You're going to bust. I think he'll definitely be good, but I don't know. If He's he Noah Vonley. That level. Oh, not Vonley. Oh, man, Noah Vonley. I feel like that's so bad. Nah. What, what I think his draft comp kind of reminds me of uh, how he is, is like Derek Jackson. Really a guy who can play four or five, but can stretch out the floor and can play that four through. So he showed some things at SC that he could like grow on as as a pro. Bro, I'm telling you, if you watch Noah Vonley's film in Indiana, he's the same. It's the same, bro. I'm telling you. It's the and same. I loved Vonley coming out. I'm not even going to lie to you. I Me really too. liked him. Me too. He went high, right? Yeah, bro. He went – I think Noah went top 10. Did he go top 10? Thank you, dude. I know he's a lottery pick, like a high lottery pick. Yeah, bro. I was telling big lies about him. <laughs> No, but like the way I see the draft boards, like that's gonna be the top four order. Cade Cunningham, mm-hmm. Jalen Green, yep. Um, even Mooley, and then Jalen Suggs. Yeah. And after that, chaos. <laughs> like who the hell knows? Yeah. After that, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction for number five. It's going to end up being who I think is overrated, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think he's going to go five. I, I, I need you guys to go in. Why do you think Scotty Barnes is so overrated? Oh, my God, bro. I have so much. First of all, he can't shoot. <laughs> he's okay, bro. He he is lucky. This shots he hits are lucky. He's not like, as quick as what people think. He's a solid passer, but he's not Magic Johnson, how ACC commentator said he was. And no, I get, I, I get it because mm-hmm. he's you can't tee six eight two twenty five and some of the things that he does and they can mold him, I guess. But I just don't see it. What NBA team is he going to fit on? I mean, Magic use a, a Magic or Thunder, mm-hmm. really. 
All I know is whoever drafts Orlando drafts Julian is going to be miserable. <laughs> I really hope they get their hands on both tonight with the second pick. I want to see who gets uh, Scotty Lewis. I like Booknight. I like Booknight. He 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 has a like really nice wearing bag. Mm. Now, 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 Jerry, we posed this on the Swamp Inside Ford Athletics weeks back. Now, mm. I asked Marcus and Darnell this, and I'm going to ask it again on this show. What is seriously the difference? What is the difference between Scotty Barnes and Scotty Lewis? Like, what, what, seriously, what is the difference? My thing is, Scotty Lewis is—he's the best athlete in this draft. He's quick. You think he's, yeah. you think he's better than Keon Johnson? Oh yeah, as an athlete, as an athlete, one hundred percent. He's yeah. the best athlete. Like y'all gotta remember, this man ran like a ten five hundred meter in track too. Yeah, he's insane, and it, uh, his vert is like. Yeah, dude is an insane athlete. Yeah. So. And I mean, if we keep it real. He's not an elite shooter, but he's a better shooter than Scotty Barnes, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And they both defend. Uh, I don't know. I would say Barnes may be a little bit of a better defender, but that's not saying a whole lot. That's, yeah. I mean, not by much. I think Barnes has a better IQ. Yeah, I would say that's the only thing. See, what I see is that that IQ part really is the one that set him apart. Yeah, because he has a he has IQ on both ends, and that's why I play um teams like him a lot because of the IQ com- combined with the NBA body and the athleticism. Leonard Hamilton is freaking G. The biggest freaks on his team. Like every year, he got seven, seven foot two, like six eight, six five, six four. And shout out, shout out to him getting out Malik Beasley, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact this man had Malik using like Dwayne Bacon and those were like the two smallest guys, like that was wild, bro. He had everybody thinking Kevin Gailey was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought that man was going to be like the next Chris Bosh. <laughs> bro, this player really had me thinking damn Captain Gelly was going to be like a, a very good, real good player. No, bro, it's insane. Like, these guys have like minimal film to actually show that they're like who people think they are. Then they get to the league and they just big. And they're like, like oh. Terrence Man made a huge jump. Oh, Terrence, yeah, he was a baller. Like, like, I, like Terrence, yeah, Terrence was been, balling man. in the playoffs. And I, and I honestly think um, – I honestly think Terrence, man, I don't know if the Clippers will keep him whenever he's a free agent, but – because I think he's going to want some money and then he's going to want to be a starter somewhere. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's, the Clippers are going to keep him. But I think he could carve out a pretty good career. I think so, too. I mean, it, it, it all predicates on his jumper. That's really it. Yeah. If he's able, if he's able to shoot, he's going to get himself a bag. And a starting position. If, if he just – If he just – And he'll be fine. 
Yeah, like I think he can go somewhere, get him a bag, and even start. But the caliber of team it'll be, I'm not too sure. But if you have like elite wings, then I think there's no problem having a Terrence Mann as like your starting point guard. Yeah, I agree. Now, question I have for y'all. Who do you think outside of the lottery has a chance to be not only a steal in this draft, but be a really, really good player? Trey Mann, bro. Yeah, see, that was my obvious answer there. Trey Mann, when you look at Trey Mann, if he had a year that he had this year, last year, he would have been a top five pick. Like, it really predicates on like who's you know trending, who's hot. But Trey Mann score at every level. He has the best. He has the best body control in this draft. In my opinion, finish at the rim, and he has probably like top top ten range as far as the shooting. <sighs> Bro, I'm telling you, the kid is elite. Like elite, elite. I would say. What do you got, guys? We're like. Staying an extra year probably helped him a little bit, even though he had to go back and be coached by a war criminal. I he will not be named. He will not be named on this pod. But anyway, like he was able to work out some of the kinks in his game. Like there is his scoring acumen was always there, and it showed out a little bit more this season. Yeah. So whoever gets him is going to be happy. I think he worked out for the Pacers, right? Yeah, yeah he did. Hey, the Pacers worked I, out. I know that's, one, too, that's one of the workouts he's had. Pacers, Nick. Uh, Rockets. Oh Rockets man, him on the Rockets would be really intriguing. Yeah. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. You know they love those type of guys. Um, Nuggets, Nuggets like him. Lakers. I don't no, think he's no, 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 no. Don't you dare mention him. They need a guy like him. Don't you dare do that. Don't you dare do that to me. I don't. I don't think he'd be a good fit for the Nuggets. Because they have, they already have Monte and they have Jamal. So I mean, Jamal is out. So Jamal ain't playing this season, and he might. He's probably not going to yeah. play. play a, for again. But I feel you don't want to. You don't want him being on a, a role where like he's basically a backup. Yeah, yeah. He need, he needs to be a guy that has like a, a really really good amount of minutes. Like seriously, uh, I would love him to go to New York. I feel like. No, honestly, New York would be a place for him, bro. He any type of score they can get, like, straight up. Because when they ran to the playoffs when Derrick Rose, it was spooky. Yeah, I think him and Quickly would be, like, a very, very good young backcourt, bro. Yeah. Speaking, they, of, speaking of D. Rose, I wouldn't mind seeing him return home where it all started. Literally Chicago? and figuratively. Chicago? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Problem with Chicago, man, is they need some defense in that backcourt. Chicago is in a weird spot right now. They really are. Yeah, they are. If they don't make the playoffs this season, they're going to lose Zach, Zach Levine. If Levine's gone, and they have Vucevic for some, still there for some reason. Like, they think they're going to actually do something. They should. Uh, they still have Denzel, right? I think Worst they player in the NBA. Trade Denzel for Kendrick Nunn. No, no, no. Don't make me come across. Don't no, Barry. no. Don't make me Did take a drive. Don't make me make that drive to South Florida. <laughs> no, bro. I mean, but like, what are he gonna do though? What y'all want? 
we need we need Bradley Bill to come out and say, hey, I want to be traded. That's yep. what we're waiting Y'all on. I'm telling getting... you right now. That's what they're waiting on. Y'all are that's never really getting Bradley Bill. Send Tyler Hero on a Greyhound if that if that happens. Y'all are never getting Bradley Send the entire farm if that's what it takes to get Bradley Bill. But no, not really, though. The Heat are never trading like Tyler Hero, bro. We don't have to trade him if it's going to be some, like, it depends on the player. Like, Kyle Lowry, you don't have to fucking trade him. Yeah, he's going to be going anyway. Yeah, because, like, Raptors can't keep Kyle Lowry. Yeah. If it's, like, uh, Colin Sexton, maybe. But, see, this is what you do. If you trade for a Colin Sexton, how do we know Miami wouldn't think to possibly flip him for a bigger star? Hmm. Eventually, but like he would have to stay on the heat for a little bit. Just a little bit just to see how he's gonna be. But if you if you flip him for for a player like a Bradley Beal or a Damian Lillard, because this option's out there. Yeah. If you flip him for a player like that, then you don't have to really see him on the court. And speaking and of the USA, we were talking about it earlier. They're actually replaying the game that they played last night mm-hmm. right now, so I'm kind of watching that as well. Because watching it on Peacock TV major. was cool and all, but no. Miami has, like, three major weaknesses. Like, we are small, we need a yeah. three-level scorer, and we need a point guard. And, like, Colin Sexton fits, like, two of those. Yeah, he can score three levels for sure. Scoring three levels. And he can be like a secondary playmaker. Yeah. But so can Beal or or Damian Lillard. Yeah, but you got to be That's realistic. why you flipped like, him for that. Y'all are not getting Damian Lillard. Like, Dame, Dame, you need like, you need the Harden package for Dame. <laughs> and you need you the Harden package. Then. Yeah. Okay, if it was down to those two. Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal, and you had to trade for one of them. Who are you trading for? Mm. Damian Lillard. Easily gotta be Dame. Dame. Yeah. Bradley Bradley Beal, he Bradley Beal got some question marks in the playoffs. Facts. As a, he, a stand he is back. a questionable player in the playoffs. But if it's I, him and nobody else out there helping him, I mean No, 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 no. When it's when it's I mean, I seen this man with John Wall. And he was not good. He was not good in the playoffs. He was also like 21 at the time, too. Yeah. I mean, like, and that was when Boston was Boston was one of those teams when they had. I think that was when Boston had Horford too. So when he got outlasted by Kelly Olynyk. I mean, he tried. He did his best that game seven. Wall was kind of a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not but just sit also there and say Bradley Beal got, got question marks, not say John Wall didn't either. Because John Wall shot too. them out of a pretty good amount of games, too. Yeah. Like, he has moment game six when he put him in there, but he shot him out a couple of games that series. And speaking of Boston, Jerry, I said I wasn't going to do this, but I, I, I'm still love saying you kind of took a shot at my heat. So, uh, I'm going to just say this. How do y'all fleece the Brooklyn Nets and get all those picks? Mm-hmm. And don't win not one championship. See, basically, bro. Y'all, y'all was making the playoffs and getting lottery picks. But the thing is, 
that deal is still in play. Like, we got Tatum and Brown. That That's still in the works. So we got guys that we can build our franchise around. Now it's whether we can get other guys. And we need to start getting veterans. I'm tired of getting all these young guys. No offense to, like, you know, the Peyton Pritchers and Roman Lindfords. But when it comes time for the playoffs, we need somebody with some experience that can help out our young guys. So it's still in the work. And I do think Tatum and Brown will win, like, two titles together. So that's my take on that. But it's it's going to take, you know, more than just getting and stockpiling all these picks that we have. And like it's like, where the hell does Boston go from here? That's the question. Like, what what do they do? Because they've been playing the "we're young, we're young" card for quite a while, and then they've kind of stagnated. Yep. Now, granted, Jim Brown doesn't get hurt; they probably have a little bit better of the season. Yeah, they stagnated. Yeah, we yeah, we're the point guard. No, bro. Kimba stole money from y'all. I'm tired of all these midgets playing point guard for us. To be quite honest, we need to get us a big guard. Now you know you was happy about getting Kimball Walker. I was, but the niggas a liability. That man was smiling through the losses, bro. You know how it was. He was putting. Bro, I told you about Kimba. I knew he was not replacement. Bro, but that, here's that... The, and here's the thing. This is how you know the Nets got fleeced. Now, one or two of these players, y'all might laugh a little bit, but y'all got to think about what it was at the time. <laughs> Y'all want to know what team they get? Y'all want to know what what lineup they gave away? What starting lineup they basically gave away? Marshawn Brooks, Keith Bogans. No, 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 no. Jared Wallace. Nope, nope. I'm gonna name them this lineup right now. This is who they gave away: Damian Lillard, Colin Sexton, Jalen Brown, Kyle Kuzma, and Draymond Green. That's who they gave away. Those picks. What, what, remember, yeah. remember when y'all when y'all got remember when y'all got those picks from them? Yo, from them. That's the team they I gave away. Yeah, that's the team they gave away. I'm actually shook right now because, but you can't you can't get mad at that though. You can't get you mad. Can't. At you really can't. You didn't know what You 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 can't. But when you got past his prime, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. <laughs> As they primed, and you think about that as the team you gave away, that's bad. No, bro, we them boys was washed, cooked, glazed, and sliced. People thought they were contained. The Nets got KG when the mid range jumper started fading away. Comedy, I'll say, say, damn, bro, y'all know what y'all doing. And they had Brooke Lopez before he turned into a sniper. No, somebody said something, I didn't even know Brooke Lopez was like. The leading scorer in what Bucks history or something like that? Or no, history. I, I had to double take when I saw he was all time scorer in history in that. So I was like, wait, what? Nah, bro. This, this, this team had Jason Kidd on it, uh, Dr. J, all of them, and you did the leading scorer? Fun facts. And again, Brooks Lopez did turn them back to clock when Yaz wasn't, wasn't in, in, uh, in the Atlanta series. He dropped 30 on them game five. That so, may have to remind y'all real quick. If Brooke Lopez spends half of his time in the paint, he could actually be an all-star big, bro. Yeah, but he just has to be out there because he honestly needs to be inside. Yeah. It's so funny how they pretty much, they pretty much figured out the, what the lineup should be in, like, the layer parts of that uh, Sun series where Brooke Lopez can still play in this series. 
just let him score his little 14 points and then get a bench him in the fourth quarter and put Giannis in five and call it a day. I didn't expect the Miami, uh, Miami to go out that sad, though, bro. Honestly, it was horrendously. It was bad. It was expected. Like, like, once, like we, once we lost that first game the way we did, you knew it was over. I thought. If, I, I, think, thought the, I think if we would have won that game, it might have been a little bit of a different series. Like, I thought the Bucks was going to win that series, but I think it was going. It was going to win that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. <laughs> I knew it was bad when it was like, that. The Giannis is already getting tackled by Ariza. One entire time, like y'all just getting tackled by Reza and just smiling at him. Like I, I was like, yeah, be trying to get y'all out of here. Now, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it took it took like Duncan Robinson shooting lights out for us to even have a chance in that game. That's all it took the Bucks that somebody shoots lights out, and that didn't even work. But see, the thing about Duncan is Duncan can shoot lights out but still give up forty. And that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, he can't defend. He can't defend more crap. So, like Chris Middleton literally pointed him out every time. That he said he's food and just ate. Fucking Drew Holiday was a nightmare on Tyler Hero. And, and, and you're playing on a team that that thrives on defense. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you bet. Like if you're gonna play, you you better play some defense. So at least the only reason why he was still out there is because he was such a great shooter. No, bro. That's that's what that's what Miami lost, bro. We lost that grip in the defensive end. Bro, y'all should never give away Jay Crowder. You should never replace him with Trevor Ariza. Is what the problem? Trevor Ariza still upset that we we let Jay Crowder go. It was just a few million dollars. Just a few million dollars. That's all you man, had to get. Man, if y'all don't pay Boston, uh, the, man, problem, the problem the problem was the years. The years was the problem. We're chasing fucking Giannis. <laughs> I get you know, y'all not from the franchise. I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have brought that up. That that's still painful to me. It's painful to even bring this up. Like, did you not learn from letting the franchise go? It's like them chasing Giannis is one thing, but like the fact that he didn't even really come close to leaving is the hilarious part. No, really. <laughs> yeah. Remember that um, Ashley, Ashley Nicole, whatever. Hey, hey, hey. Oh my God! You be respectful. <laughs> you be respectful. No, like the there fact that no she had that report out. Slander on this podcast. The the fact that she had that report out and saying that Giannis was going to be ready to sign with Miami, <laughs> niggas were jumping off the roof. And then just a few weeks later, Giannis was signing with the Bucks, bro. And the fact well, that it wasn't even close. At time, probably at the time, it was legitimate. I don't think so. I thought he was leaving, honestly. I never really did. With the way that, like, Giannis was, like, the interviews that he was saying, it sounded like he was, he was ready to resign. Yeah. But I would also pretty- say this, though. But, if they didn't get Drew Holiday... I don't know if he resigns. I think, I still think he does. I think it was dicey, but I still think he does. That's not the championship team without Drew Holiday. Absolutely, yeah. I thought, it was, you, I thought it was going to be a little dicey. Though. I will say this. I thought it was going to be dicey when they did get Bogdanovich in the sign trade. But longer than actually kind of helped them because they ended up leaving him with the money so they could sign P.J. Tucker. That was so, cool. That was longer, cool. that really worked. 
getting PJ was the icing on the take, uh, icing on the cake for sure. It, it really was because he gave, he gave him somebody that can that can guard the best wing out there, out there do stuff and gave him another guy another body. Damn near, damn near the reason they won the matchup against Brooklyn. No, I was like, he sure, was, he was going to look like everybody else, but fighting through screens, you know, he wasn't scared with he took the challenge on. He wasn't scared. He did everything. Yeah, PJ like, was, got most of his points because for some reason they would have possessions where they would just straight up leave Drew Holiday on him. He would just post him up and just shoot over him. Like that was so funny. I was like, this is this is target practice, y'all. This right. I really wanted to see Brooklyn in the finals against Clippers, bro. No lie. I'm honestly looking at all the Nets fans who were jumping off the damn ledge after they lost that series. Like, man, if we were, we were healthy, we would have won. I was like, guys, y'all weren't healthy all season. Did y'all exactly. think y'all were really Like, you made no excuses about your health during the regular season. Y'all were winning. Then you lose game seven at home in the playoffs, and now you want to throw that out. I'm like, no, you can't do that. I was like, guys, even if even with those injuries, if Joe Harris just does anything, you win this series in like six. Exactly. I do have to say though, even though James Harden, he's like my favorite player, and he was playing on like a bum knee. That shit was he was bone. dumb as excuse me, game seven. Yeah, he did, bro. That was That's James Harden for you. That's James Harden in the playoffs for you. Had he had he not like in like the like last three minutes they had like the lead and they completely choked it. Like nigga makes a full court pass to KD with Giannis right in front of KD. See, bro, what are you thinking? Jim Harden for you. That's James Harden in the postseason for you. No, bro, I love James, but that man really be having me like tight because I be trying to defend him. And then all the Twitter trolls be freaking cooking him, bro, in the playoffs. That no skill video, bro. That he he gonna live. He ain't living. He living that downfield in the championship. You know, right after the Bucks won Game Seven, James like he was trending right after that. I think James Harden's gonna win one though. James Harden out here getting slid out by little baby in France. He ain't winning nothing. They're gonna they're gonna win. Trying to be a fanboy for little baby. You're gonna ring like two rings, and then like just because he's still not gonna get a respect. His respect not gonna get it at all. I'm not sure if Milwaukee still doesn't beat them. It's some somehow, some way. I'm not sure they don't still. Look, I pretty much said after they beat us, Brooklyn finna have a problem with them because they cannot handle their size whatsoever, and they damn sure can handle Giannis. Like Giannis averaged damn near forty on them this season. Like they could have had no answer for him at all. Yeah, he was pretty dominant, bro. Like in that series, especially. And that, like, yeah. if you can find a way to get out close by Mike Budenholzer, you have issues. And Steve Nash is mid as a coach. Oh my god! Dog, Steve Nash, time out, bro. Like his biggest mistake, he just completely stopped playing Nick Claxton in that series. I don't get that. Like, why? Like he got tricked into the, a couple of possessions where Blake Griffin played well, played well on defense against Giannis, and they decided to ride him. It's like, guys, Claxton's your best guy on him. Also, Jeff Green. Jeff Green didn't play much in Game Seven. No, for real, that was weird, bro. Y'all know Jeff so Green's good for one game of series all out, out of nowhere, but the problem is it was Game Five instead of Game Seven. <laughs> got all his energy out in Game Five. Yeah, Uncle Jeff was not—he couldn't recharge the batteries in time. 
Now, before we get out of here, we got to bring up free agency. Yeah. What are y'all most looking forward to in this free agency? Besides, of course, who you, who you want your teams to get. I need to see where the hell Kyle Lowry goes, man. Effects. Yeah, he he's the biggest one. The Pelicans is moving up space to get him. The Lakers are gonna try to get him. Philly gonna try to get him. Miami, you already know. Hey, like, let's just say we all every, we all don't believe he's returning to Toronto, right? Do we all agree with that? Oh, he's not going back. He's not going back there. No, he's not. No, he's gone. He's not. I want to see what happens with Dame time, bro. Like in the off season. Like truthfully, Dame, and I want to see what Boston does because we need to get some veterans. But we need to start building a team that can compete for a championship. Seriously. So, yeah. Oh, now, one last see, thing. Speaking I... of Dame, what did what did y'all think about that whole trade that requesting the trade thing? Because this is what I believe. I believe he really was gonna request the trade, but because it got out, he kind of had to. He kind of had to play damage control. I don't think he wanted it to get out, but I firmly believe he really was gonna request the trade. I don't, I don't think he was requesting the trade. I think he just gave his um. He was gonna give his team one last season, do whatever they can to improve the roster, and then just leave it there. But see, he can't do that because the extension from his contract kicked in. Mm-hmm. So it would have to be a trade. Yeah, he's not going to buy out four years and a hundred some odd million dollars. Yeah, but like you know, superstars, he can he can do the Anthony Davis thing. Oh, just quit on the team before being traded. <laughs> I'm, you, you told, you told, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm hard to rock a fat I'm all season. Respect for that man when he did that. No, you tell you tell them you tell them right before the season, like, hey, I'm gonna trade, and then that's it. That's how I'm gonna move throughout the whole entire season. Because some of these teams they be playing around, bro. They want they want trade, try to play the long game, like oh, we can't keep you. No, you right. If y'all don't tell that man to duck the grind and come on down to wherever y'all at. You just don't even try. Just fire your front office. Yeah, the grind isn't worth it, bro. He needs to. He needs to leave. <laughs> He got to get out of there expeditiously because they he's done all he can in Portland. It's the same with Bradley Beal in Washington. It's like he's done all he can. Like at some point, you just got to leave. Like this man's hamstring was falling off the bone. Bradley Beal is the one guy I'm like, yeah, I feel like this nigga, he doesn't want to leave. I get some of those live feelings sometimes. Yeah, he like he for sure doesn't want to leave, but like he probably should. I I look at it like this. It's kind of like LeBron before he left for Miami. Like he know he doesn't really want to leave, but he may know he have to. He has to now. Like at this point, you have to, especially if the Lakers somehow trade for Russell Westbrook and that that actually goes through. Then then you know you got to leave. No, for real, it's gonna be a no man's land, wasting his prime years. <laughs> yeah, it'd be all man, that all over again. The man has been in no man's it's land for the past four, four years. years. Yeah, four years, bro. They've been a dog shit for four years. 
Even this year, this season, there's no guarantee there'll be a playoff team. Oh, they're not getting back to the playoffs this year. No. There's no guarantee. Like I see, I see some people saying that they they could be like a fifth seed. I'm like, I don't know how they can be. The Hornets they're gonna, struggle, they're gonna struggle to be a ten seed. It's gonna be hell. It's, it's playing tournament appearances and playing tournament collapses go lower for the next couple of seasons. True. Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, Philly. Brooklyn, Atlanta, Atlanta, what does Atlanta? Philly have what Charlotte. Philly? You know what? I'm gonna throw New York in there because oh, I think yeah. Tom, because I yeah. think Tom Thibodeau, I think Tom Thibodeau is is gonna do wonders. I think he's gonna be really good for them. Yeah, just but as long he, as you don't run them to the ground. Which this is Tom the Thibodeau. Thing, There's like a seventy percent chance he will. The he's whole thing got with New York is where did they go now? Oh, New York, yeah. Yeah, he, he the reason we lost Derrick Rose prime here. I mean, I think for New York, you have to get you a star to see how they'll go with, like, Julius Randle. Here's a problem, though. Like, this is the one they have a whole bunch of cast space. The whole, everybody talking about them. They finally did something. They got embarrassed as a team. But there's no one there to really sign to, like, a big contract. That's going to immediately, like, take a team to the next level. DeMar DeRozan, and, and the thing is, like, nobody really wants to go to New York like that. They just want to play in Madison Square Garden. They don't really care about the Knicks. That's really been the vibe of free agents over the last several years. But if the Nets, if the Nets did not show them anything, is basically just be a confident franchise, and people will want to go play in New York. Get James Dolan out of there, and people will want to play in New York. <laughs> exactly. Just be confident, guys. You don't have to be great all the time. Just be like somebody got to force James Dolan's hand and give and stop that. Like. like he he got to sell the franchise for the for the franchise to be successful. He really got to. Like, he got to get up out of there. He did a. So he, you wasted Mike Green calling Knicks games. Cause... I'm gonna give them credit for this year. He he didn't he didn't say anything. Yeah, anything. because they probably told him to stay out the way. Yeah. Like, hold on, I know you the owner, but uh, we 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 running this. Front office got to keep that same energy. Like, not for sure. Yeah, Leon Rose got keep the out of too. Uh, Leon Rose got locked the door to say, James, you are not coming up in here. I got this. But, like, next, the year after is probably what is the moves for them. Because this year is probably going to be another playoff appearance, most likely. Get some, try to get better. Mr. Robinson, get healthy. Hopefully. Arthur Barrett. Gotta I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to say it. You mentioned Mr. Robinson. I'm going to say it. 850. He from, he from the crib. Man, I think it's tough that he got hurt. Shout out to the 850. Head throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, so you have to rep y'all real quick, man. But, um, on the real, though, like, it's not, like that nerves a little had a very good season in his place. They got to choose. Uh, Mitchell Robinson all day. Yeah, like I'd do it, but like it's it's a difficult choice, but it's still Mitchell Robinson. They gotta count on they gotta count on Kevin Knox to be that all star. Well, that's Kevin not Knox gonna get traded. Yeah, that ship's I don't know who's gonna take him, but somebody's gonna take him. Bell Bar- Bell Bar- Bell Bar- Speaking, Speaking of, of uh, playing for the Sacramento Kings or the going down like that. I actually want to see them um try to get Kuzma. That would be good. Oh God, no. I mean, that'd be good, though. I don't know. The, I man, think, the Knicks think, don't even want Kuzma. Yeah. 
like, Kuzma's reached a point in his career. It's like, what does he do well? No, I think Kuzma is a solid scorer who can give you about, like, 15 to 18, depending on how bad your team is. Yeah, if your team is bad, you're just good. If your team is bad, you're gonna have a great uh, pickup of him. But if your team is looking for a championship, I the Lakers. Yeah, he's he's gonna pretty much be what he is for the Lakers. Yeah, he's a headache. Have his moments and then disappear. And then and those moments are very few and far between. I mean, they had to call the FBI half the time just to look for him. Speaking of the Lakers, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started on Dennis. Dennis, true. Don't even get me started. That man lost his dog on my. He could be a hundred million dollar player. Like, bro, you not no Bro, you scored player. zero points in a playoff game, and you think you a hundred million dollar player? You a hundred million rupees? Not hundred million, million dollars. The market dictates rupees. This man is gonna get twenty five <laughs> maximum. Twenty five? What? Twenty five cents? Twenty five million? Yes, he is. He is. He better not get twenty five hundred a year. It's gonna be ridiculous, but this man's gonna get this money. Like, never he, better not, he better not get twenty five. Because Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball are like the, the the two top point guards in the draft. I mean, and I and I would gladly pay for both of them. I am not playing for no damn Dennis Schroeder. But then you lose those two. <laughs> the Kings will do it. <laughs> Who's next? Yeah, Dennis. Just like all right. Mike Rose rumors about him about the Lakers wanting him. I got oh, what? is that even a good fit, really? Because like not no have, more. Like, three guys it would have been this... five years ago. Yeah, because you have three guys on the team now. If you get him, you can kind of sag off of them when it comes to shooting for the most part. It would have been a good fit five years ago, but now it's not. Yeah, it's not that great of a fit. Place doesn't play good defense either. Unless unless like you have um, the Rosen play a playmaking role, and LeBron go back to a scoring role. Maybe it can work out. Let or the Rosen. Or if you put LeBron at four and put eighty at five, then yeah, because it's kind of what they are. Eighty at five. Oh God. Like and one thing about AD, bro. If you're just a big center, bro, he, you were going to have generational wealth for playing with Anthony Davis. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to make. He's making Omer Ashi sixty some odd million dollars. I forgot they're gonna bring back um Drummond too. Oh boy! For what? Oh my god! You even play in half the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy part. They're I feel like they're either gonna keep the same team or they're gonna get um the Rosen. You know what's funny about Drummond with the Lakers though? How excited their fans were when they got him. And I'm like, y'all. It's like there's the a reason Detroit. <laughs> there's a reason Detroit paid him not to play for them anymore. It's the reason why he's being passed around. My guys, he can't really do it. He was never that good when he was coming out. He was over. He was always an overrated player to me, and now he's just an older overrated. Yeah, it's, player. E- it's easy to average nineteen and twelve on a bad team. Like this man rebounds, but they don't really help you. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I felt like German was at his best when he was trying to get his contract for the first time. When is it like his first All Star year in, in Detroit? Oh yeah. And after that, he never he never improved as a player. He never he got better. Player. And he got lazy and complacent. So 
man be trying to ISO. I was like, I have an extremely funny feeling the Lakers are going to just run this back and say we just want, we just need to be healthy. Which this year, considering like the lack of help in other teams, like you know, Denver is not going to be able to play for a while, and Dallas is kind of a mess right now. I want to Clippers just because by default. Like Clippers are done next season. They, yeah, Clippers too. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran it back and they got there just because they're the healthiest team left. But same time, LeBron's also thirty. Is like a, a fall away from breaking his damn ass one day. Who knows? <laughs> I think potentially you might see a, dare I say, a Utah Jazz. Run. A Utah Jazz what? A Utah Jazz run. I, I, unfortunately, I think, I think that might be a possibility. Yeah, if they somehow fix their uh, perimeter defense, sure. Or if Gobert magically uh, can put up a hook shot and not be Sacramento Bear Samuel Dallabear, then yeah. <laughs> I want to see Sacramento take a step, bro. Freaky, freaky. If they don't do it. Buddy Hill, De'Aaron Fox, this new kid they got. Halliburton? Halliburton? Yeah, yeah Halliburton. Nice. Like He's he nice for real, for real. But I think Buddy Hill's probably gone. I know that. He'll probably get... He'll they're going to have to get rid of... They're going to have to get rid of um, Harrison Barnes. Harrison to Boston. Oh, God. Why? They, they, then you'll get... Because they, they, they need to resign. Shoot again. And they don't have any... They don't have any much cap room to do so. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work either. AB, you said why? Yeah, why? I mean, get the, barely hearing about him in Sacramento. I mean, because we have Simi Ojale on our team. But you like Ojale. Simi Ojale is muscular for no reason. If you, what is what is one good thing that Simi Ojale does? Hey you, <laughs> hey, you the Boston fan. You tell me. Hustle. No, the nigga, the nigga tries to guard like, like KDs and LeBrons, and he gets abused every time, and then misses corner threes. Hey, I can't take no more. Victim. I can't take it anymore. Jerry, mm-hmm. what's the muscular you guys want? We repeat that, Darnell. What's the one you guys want in this offseason? I want Lonzo Ball. If we can get, if we can get Lonzo, they're possibly going back to the Lakers. I can't see it. They got a free up. Like they didn't work out the first time. Yeah, but it'd be nice. Honestly, bro, I, I feel like we need to cut a lot of fat. Like. I want Simi Ojale gone. Um, Jabari Park is nice, but he can be gone too. Uh, I like what we get, uh, what we did when we got Moses Moses Brown. Like that's a good get. But um, overall, bro, I think we just have too many guys just there. Like I love Taco Fall, but he's a mascot. Real quick, Jerry, before we get out of here, you guys are pretty good. I got yeah. a question. What's the question? How did Brad Stevens get fired into a promotion? It was all part of the plan. What? 
what's the plan? <laughs> hey, my no. that, was, that was my next question. No, bro, Pete, like, Brad Stevens, now looking back at it, if you watch a lot of our games in junk, bro, Brad wanted to have a certain personnel on the court, but because of the guys that we had, like, he, he could only do so much. So getting rid of Danny was like – the, or letting Danny slide was like the best thing we could do because now Brad is, is to bring in his his guys. So I think we'll we'll be like a better shooter, better shooting team, and et cetera. So I think it was like a mutual agreement between Brad and Danny to kind of like let that happen. No, I just I'm gonna just say it. Ain't no black coaches getting getting fired and no promotion. Well, we're supposed to be the the MAGA Celtics, so you know it's okay. MAGA Celtics. I've all these all these people y'all have been hiring this this off season, bro. Y'all making me really starting to look at y'all a different way right now. I like I like the coach. I like the coach. I like, I like his wife. wife. Fucking awesome. Wife, nice wife. <laughs> lovely, lovely woman. Great actor. So nice Actress. wife. Yeah. But he's like he was like one of the best assistant coaches in the league, so interested in seeing him be a head coach. And you know we got to root for the black coaches. Yeah, bro. Speaking of assistant coaches, that's uh... he did. He did. Yeah, he did. Wait, he what? He left the Nets. Oh yeah, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, he probably got to to watch. He want to pursue head coaching opportunities, bro. For what? I saw ball in threes. Seven seconds or less, baby. Without Steve Nash to run it. Oh God, it's gonna be a comedy. If this man was a championship, I, I would grow at his feet. I don't know what team is gonna get him because no head positions are open. That man, go, that man is gonna be chilling at his home next year. Waiting for somebody to get fired. He'll end up in Sacramento somewhere. Watch. Somebody <laughs> desperate for offense. It's got to be. I thought, I thought Indiana were going to get him, but they end up getting Rick Carnot. Mm-hmm. Guy like that was on the market. You can't pass him up, so I get that. But damn, uh, Jason Kidd with Luka, though? I hate that. That's it. <laughs> Their offense is literally going to be a literally just be a box that says Acme uh, slash help Luca. Like it's not going to be pretty. No, Luca's going to be averaging like thirty eight a game. <laughs> no help. Dwight Powell going to be a second leading scorer. Oh Interesting. <laughs> they were saying Luca's a diva. What? Yeah. That's why um, Carlson left the organization. But I mean, I don't really see that with Luca being like a diva. They were saying Luca, Luca was like disrespecting men heavily, I like yelling at him. I do it too. Tingus Pingus was my second best player. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like they're all that stuff they did on offense was kind of odd. Specifically, like when Tim Harbaugh Jr. is your on this most reliable guy next to him. Oh Jesus Christ! Like the whole series turned for the fact that. Basically saying he's not getting you like forty five percent from three again. Nice. Tim be Jack. Tim be Jack them, bro. Tim be freaking Jack. Jacking them. Man, thank you back in Michigan. <laughs> Shout out to that boy, man. I always want to see him succeed. 
No facts. Facts. You said it, bro. For real. And y'all got y'all got any final any more final thoughts before we close it out? Okay, so um, underrated players in the draft. Guys, you guys, you gotta look out for Chris Dorte. Mm. Oregon, yeah. mm-hmm. he's pretty good. Trey Murphy, he's pretty good. Um, a guy who gets a lot of hype, Kareem Cooper. Whoever he goes, he's oh, gonna be awesome. oh. he's gonna be he's gonna be really nice. And then um, finally, his teammate JT Thor okay. from Oregon. All right, those are those are the guys you gotta be gotta be looking out for. And then my favorite lottery pick will have to be um, James Booknight, wherever he goes. Hopefully Orlando. I think it's like gonna be Oklahoma City. It's probably gonna be Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City would be good too. But uh, after that, that's pretty much it. For me, I would say just watch out for Herb Jones. All I know is I got one little funny wrinkle with Indiana Pacers. They're working out Giannis's brother, and apparently they really, really like him late in the draft. And Giannis had already said that uh, he he might be better than him. That's cap. He's, he's got he's basically he's Probably. about as tall than the birds. He's better athlete than Thanasis and the other ones. And he looked like he done took some of Giannis's PEDs also. <laughs> <laughs> Like I remember, like he said, it was like his first pro game out there. He scored like twenty five and like 20, 20 points in twenty five minutes or something like that. But he's got some traits that you know we like. Yeah, so, I mean, shopping the Pacers. Did he, he reclassify? Or I don't, I don't remember what team he was on. He, he was, was on in on the college. Uh, he didn't go. He skipped college. I think he went like straight to Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. What about you, AB? You have any thoughts, brother? My my final thoughts would be Miami. Please get a three level score on this team. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, y'all boys bam, going fishing for Colin. Add the three point shot to your game. For the love of God, but, please. But but also, wherever Trey Man goes, he's gonna be a steal. Oh, 100 percent. He's okay. gonna be a steal wherever. I would like to see him in Houston, but it don't matter where he goes, he's gonna be a steal. If he's if he goes to Boston, I'm getting a jersey. I think we can all agree that that's gonna be our guy. We're gonna be rooting for for sure, definitely, oh, definitely, definitely. And before we close out, first of all, we're gonna do song of the week. Think I think I'll take this one, and then y'all get the next three. Bet bet. So, for me, well, before that, let's let everybody know that where where we can follow, where y'all can follow us. Me, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at aceway one and on Instagram at ace underscore way one. You can Jerry, follow. Let everybody know where they can follow you if you don't get suspended <laughs> okay. again. You can follow your boy Breezy on Twitter at I am Breezy I for now, of course. You can follow me on Instagram at jlamar underscore ii. That's if you don't get suspended or drive into an area he got no business driving. <laughs> that piece okay. being drawology really begins suspended. <laughs> no, it does. 
Marcus Darnell. Let everybody know where they can follow y'all. All right, y'all can follow your boy on Twitter at, at Marcus Davis904. And on Instagram at Marcus underscore Davis. And on Twitter, if y'all want to see me rant about the Jaguars all day, I'm your man. <laughs> man, we talking about you, the Jaguars you, as soon as the season starts. You know they gonna be they ain't gonna be that good. And you gonna be hey, talking about it. We got Trevor Lawrence, that's all I care about. Of course. <laughs> Lucky ass nigga. Lucky ass nigga. I think I'm not, not too famous on Twitter, Instagram. I mostly talk about the beat. Uh, that's pretty much about it. What you talking about? What? Talk about feet? Heat. Whoa. Oh, oh, you like, like that? Oh. Hey, I thought. <laughs> I thought I heard. I <laughs> we can. We can. We can talk about that another time. I, I swear, I thought I. Relax. <laughs> oh, oh God! No, please not with the wow. fucking fetish. Just... This podcast, don't go. She be very just. Like, bro. We, just, we, we just started this podcast. You are trying to get a chance to talk about feet. Promise you, I said heat. Miami heat. You got to My, say Miami like heat, a, man. Yeah, let me, let me make sure I said Miami heat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you scared us more, man. Man, wow. Oh, 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 so just so we got that clarified, you did say Miami heat, right? Yeah. Miami Heat. That's it. That's it. Miami Heat. No Miami Heat. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first, folks. Wow. What a what a first episode. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a first not episode. Bad. Yeah. Not not bad at all. Not bad at all. And also follow the podcast page at on Twitter at underscore full f u two ones court press. That ain't come out right because of the first two letters. <laughs> but you can follow you can follow us on Twitter there, right, right there. Yes, sir. We're going up for sure. So for sure. And for song of the week, uh, I'm gonna go DJ Khaled featuring Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. I'm gonna go with every chance I get. Oh, bet, bet. And with that, this has been a great episode. The first episode of Full Court Press. We hope y'all enjoy it. We come in again next week with some heat. And we're gonna get more in the free agency as as it as it gets going and more into the Olympics, of course. Definitely. We're gonna be following the team USA if they can win the gold medal. Please God, let them win gold because we need some they share, they share the exhibition. <laughs> so we're gonna be following their progress and see how they do. So We'll definitely be keeping up with that. We'll update y'all with that. But with that, this has been Full Court Press with Anthony Beck, Jerry Brown, Darnell, and Marcus. We leave y'all with this. God bless. God bless y'all, man. Happy draft day. And happy draft day. If your team don't get your favorite player, don't jump off the bridge. Please don't. We are 100% with that. And wherever wherever it goes, man, make sure you guys root for these young men Definitely. who are getting an opportunity to go into the NBA. Absolutely. And pray to God they don't pull a PJ Washington. Exactly. Oh yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> but definitely blessings to all the young men that's getting drafted. It's a dream come true for them. So we definitely gonna be rooting for these guys. For sure, for sure. So. Uh...
But God bless and see y'all later. All right, y'all boys. All right, y'all be easy. All right. All right, peace, y'all. Tell me shit.